Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. What's up, y'all? It's Jasmine with the New Black Collective, and you and I are tuning into Stories of the Streets. Stories of the Streets is sponsored and powered by Rogue Media Network in affiliation with the New Black Collective, Black Scent, and Change Waco. Today, we have Miss Ashley Stone. Um, Ashley is the founder and creator of the Mr. and Miss Juneteenth Scholarship Pageant, well, Waco's. <laughs> Let's make that clear. Um, you want to go ahead and introduce yourself? Hello, um, I'm Ashley Stone, again, founder of the Mr. and Miss Juneteenth Waco Scholarship Pageant, um, owner of Footprints Dance Company, and I'm happy to be here today. Thanks for having me. We are glad to have you. So I wanted to bring you on the show so that we could talk about the pageant and all of the other stuff that you have going on. Because I know, I mean, you have footprints, but I know that you do a lot of other extracurriculars. And we wanted to be able to uh, get our listeners uh, a background um, on what you do and also how they can get involved with what you have going on in the community. Okay, excellent. So, um, of course, everything is under the umbrella of Footprints Dance Company. Um, We teach girls ages four and up um, dance. We teach tap, jazz, hip-hop, cheer, lyrical dance, um, and contemporary dance. We have a semester for the fall and the spring. Um, And so, summertime, we have actual um, camps coming up this summer which we are very excited about. We haven't done that in the past. So um, our enrollment will open up here within the next couple weeks post-pageant. So we are really excited to get some new girls um, recruited and in the program. Um, In addition to the dance classes, we also have an outreach program called Anchors Away, where we... um, there are different courses available to girls in the 76704 zip code. Um, we teach them about etiquette, affirmation, um, self-care, hygiene, bullying, and we're now adding um, suicide prevention to that curriculum as well. Um, year-round, we give out feminine hygiene products and just different things that girls may need. So they get my number, my email address throughout the course of that program, and they're able to contact you know us at any time, and I can meet them and go do a drop-off or whatever. For, for anything that they may need. And then, um, of course, my baby, the Mr. and Ms. Juneteenth Scholarship Pageant, um, which uh, we start working on every year in November. Um, and that's trying to lock down venues, locking down funds. We open up registration to get the juniors and seniors um, signed up and ready for the program. Anybody can go to footprintsdance.com or Footprints Dance Company on Instagram or Facebook to reach out. We're always needing um, financial support. We're always needing volunteers, and they can reach me in any of those ways if they want to help out. Okay, awesome. So you mentioned um, that you kind of 
you're like over the the Juneteenth pageant, right? Yes. Um, could you go into like kind of more in detail about that? So um, this was a vision that came to me actually back in 2016, which was about a year after I moved um, to Waco from Lubbock. Um, I was actually in the Mr. and Ms. Juneteenth pageant back in Lubbock. So that's kind of where um, this came from. And I um, just realized how important it was for higher education um, to be discussed among young black individuals and how there was really no, um, there, there, there were not any scholarships tailored to, to us or holidays about us. There was nothing going on in, in, you know, February for black history. And I absolutely adore, um, Juneteenth and what Juneteenth is about. So, um, that's where the scholarship pageant uh, came from. And it's just to give our um, our kids the opportunity to shine, to learn things that I didn't growing up. So um, leading up to the pageant, they go through a financial uh, literacy course that goes over not only, you know, financial aid and FAFSA and all those things. We talk about credit, credit cards, bank accounts, savings accounts, all of those things. Um, they go through an interview and professional dress and get to ask questions about you know, writing resumes. They know how to dress for, you know, interviews and different things like that. Um, of course, they go over the Black History Trivia, which is all Waco Black History, which is um, probably my most favorite part of the pageant. Um, and they get to learn just different things that, you know, they didn't even know about Waco. And they, they were born and raised here, um, which is... I'm not going to say a problem, but more of our kids should know this history um, in Waco. And um, we get people from in the community. So uh, Krista Harper, Rachel Page, um, Javante Mason, all these giants stepped up to come and help and teach and facilitate these classes. Um, And we just recently um, did a etiquette class today with Miss Shakira Bryant, which was just excellent, teaching the girls, um, you know, how to sit at a dinner table, just all these things that a lot of black kids don't get to learn um, growing up. So not only do we want to make sure they have monies to go to college, we want to make sure that they're ready to step out in adulthood and flourish and know all these things and make, some good decisions, whether it be financially or, you know, whatever the case may be. So um, I spend my spring getting them ready um, and making sure they know the things I didn't, I didn't know about uh, adulthood and going into college. There's a lot of stuff in that that you said that I'm still figuring out. (laughs) (laughs) I've been out of high school for like uh, five years now. Yeah. And I think that's a big step. I feel like I feel like us in general uh, miss out on a lot of that stuff because we have, you know, in our families and stuff like that, we have so many other things that we have to worry about that our families can't really take the time to teach us about that kind of stuff because they might not have it all the way together themselves. So uh, I, I love that. Yeah, I really appreciate that. They don't that. have it all together. No, they don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always like, you like 50 and you still don't have it figured out. But I appreciate the etiquette part because I, I feel like um, a lot of people don't have manners. And although we want, I won't blame them on the parents because I know a lot of people do try to teach their children manners, yeah. but some people, you know, just, you just miss the target with. So I really do appreciate that they're learning how to sit at a dinner table, learning what side the fart goes on. Like a lot of people don't even cut their food properly and it's because they weren't taught. But I know that that's one thing that my grandmother made sure is that you're cutting your food wrong. She would correct me. This is how you hold the fork. This is how you hold the knife. And this is how you cut. And a lot of people don't know those, you know, those basic life skills. So 
I really appreciate that you are, you know, as ladies, they're going through etiquette classes um, because I know that a lot of times uh, a lot of people that weren't fluent didn't have access to that unless they were in like Jack and Jill and different things like that. So yeah. that's kind of dope. And and the fact that it's um, a black business owner doing it right out there at the Midway Center, um, it's beautiful facility. These classes are offered like it's here. So there's no reason not to do it. And that's, you know, little kids all the way up to us grown women, you know, if we if we need it. I, I learned the proper way to put a napkin on my lap. I've been doing it wrong for I'm 33, <laughs> and today I learned the correct way to put a napkin on my lap. I've legit been doing it wrong, so it's just like, oh, wow, really? You know, really? And so it doesn't matter how old you are. You still can learn, and you mm-hmm. still can improve and become a better version of yourself, and she's out there teaching that, and I just think it's phenomenal. Yes, and I know that everybody's information is on the Juneteenth calendar, so her information is on there as well. Yours I was everybody. I tried to include everyone. I'm everybody. More responsible, yeah. but I tried my best. <laughs> you got her. No, she she's on there. <laughs> I tried to make sure that everybody in that was having some type of event or playing some part in Juneteenth events was highlighted and their logo was on there so that the names are searchable. And if there's somebody that I miss, you can always Miss Rachel knows, so call the chamber. No, I thank <laughs> you. I thank you, got them all. And she's hosting like a donut for dad yeah, on, June on Juneteenth. Yeah. So she's doing something, you know, tailored to, to fathers, which is, you know, incredible. So, yeah, you, you got her on there. Yes, yes. I'm excited for Juneteenth. Um, we're hosting the, we're actually hosting the pageant. I think I said on a previous episode, but we're hosting the pageant. And I keep repeating that because I think that it's important for people to know that we're all working together to make these things possible. Not only just for the kids, but for the community. Because like you said, there's a lot of things that we don't, you know, we we haven't gotten experience in Waco before. So I have told everybody, we're all having events. You should come. <laughs> I don't really care which one you go to. But go this to is the event. first year that there's been like a plethora of things to do. Mm-hmm. Um, more than a handful. Normally there's like the um, the park. Um, family fun day. Yeah, the family yeah. fun day in the park, mm-hmm. in the parade. And after that, there's nothing else. Yeah, those have been the most consistent in Waco so since I've like, moved here. So like 15, probably yeah. like 15 events. There's a lot, there's, there's a, there's a lot. lot of events <laughs> going on. Saturday is jam-packed. We personally yes. didn't do anything as Black Scent just for the simple fact that so much was going on. And uh, yeah. like we can find somewhere else to help out versus trying to like scramble together and do something. And then my job, it came to me and was like, you know, um, Juneteenth is a really, I know, kind of big, important thing. You know, it's straight up, you know, related to Texas. I work at HEB. So we're doing like a, a Juneteenth thing for HEB. We have like a little three-day like thing that we're doing for the 18, 19, and 20th. So I'm, I'm really excited for this Juneteenth. And yeah. shout out to your job because yeah. they are sponsoring our hospitality bar. So yeah. yay, HEB. Do you want to talk about, <laughs> uh, is the t-shirt thing a go? Or did you want to talk about that? Oh, I can. Yeah, yeah, I okay. mean, um. Yeah, we had these like Juneteenth shirts. One of the people that's helping out, um, uh, you know, helping out organize like the three day like event that we're doing at work. Um, she found this cool design. Um, I was a little salty because it, it said Juneteenth, but then like under it, it said like free ish since like 1865 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I love that. I, I ain't seen no issue with it, but they were like, um, <laughs> and I have a, I have a shirt too that says just that free ish since six, uh, 1865. But, um, they weren't going for it. They were like, "Yeah, y'all can't, y'all can't use that." You, I mean, you can. The Juneteenth is fine, but maybe not have that part to not, yeah, alienate any people. It. Yeah, so um, we have to take that off. But we made a lot of money in t-shirts. Like just with the the people that worked at our store, we had a couple people from other stores. 
I think I had like one person that I was able to talk to um, who didn't even work for ATB. He's like, "Can I get one?" I was like, "Let me ask real quick." And so, yeah, we we are we are um, selling the shirts like outside of ATB too. Excellent. Um, so yeah, no, that's been a real like real nice little endeavor. I'm excited to see them and get them and stuff like that. And then the money is going to a black owned business. Uh, it's a it's a black owned like um she's a lady and she like has her little own like t shirt company. So that's who we're using nice. to make the t shirts. And then uh. We're splitting the rest of the proceeds between like um, Mentor Waco and the new Black Collective. I've got to tell you, but yeah, I don't, that's, I don't, that's I don't awesome. Know. Yeah, I don't know how much it is yet. I know we had like four hundred dollars just in cash out money. Oh and wow, that wow. wasn't what that's that's not including the cash. Like I don't know how yeah. many, how much it was in cash. Um, cause I was just in charge of the cash app. So I was like, yeah, we, I know I'm excited to see, you know, the full revenue. That's incredible. Much, yeah. I didn't know how that was going to go, to be honest. Yeah. I was just like, <laughs> oh, it sounds like a cool idea. And yeah. I didn't tell my team because I was just like, well, I mean, yeah. it could be a go. Then, I mean, it's a, yeah. it's a, a chain. I don't know how that's going to go, yeah. but I'm really glad because I know like Jeremy works really, really hard and we've all been working really, really hard. So to see that, you know, people are paying attention yeah <laughs> um mm-hmm. it makes us it makes us happy because we know that our work is not in vain and i know um i don't know if you're aware of save our children but i know that y'all are probably mm-hmm. kind of aware of what's going yeah. on with that because they just like this is what y'all are doing and we were like <laughs> okay <laughs> so shout out to um commissioner miller and councilwoman bearfield um i wanted to talk about that because it has a lot to do with like what you're what you're doing what we're all doing so there's an initiative called save our children and it is just a it's a collective of most of the the black nonprofits and some black owned businesses and churches and also, but also most importantly the black uh council members and the black politicians in Waco um so it's just a campaign because of the the gun violence just violence overall in Waco and you know um trying to bring awareness that we are the we're the groups that need funds for these children in order for them to lead better lives, make better decisions, we need to be funded so that we can put on a programs that will help them, you know, change the traje- trajectory of their life. Mm-hmm. And um, we've been doing <laughs> interviews all last week. It was crazy because I was like, well, how did y'all find our number? Mm-hmm. But like, a trip was calling. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the news work, you know, they were calling, asking, asking, you know, why it's important to us. And so my biggest thing is, like, I told them because – it's been the same thing from our childhood and now it's going on to the next generation. Like we're losing friends and stuff and people are not getting justice. And it's just overall, it's just sad that we have to keep burying people's children. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not okay. I know people always say, you know, y'all always holler black lives matter, but black lives don't matter when it's y'all against y'all. And I get kind of rubbed wrong because um, for one, the term black on black crime is not the thing to me because we don't get to say there's Asian on Asian crime, there's white on white crime. So it just, it just kind of rubs me wrong because it's like y'all have made black, um, another thing and we have to make it a thing because you made it a thing. So I kind of get rubbed wrong with that, but I want to make it, you know, very clear that we do not condone (laughs) violence among, amongst our own like either. So that's kind of what this initiative is. It's like, what can we do, um, to, not not stop because we know that it's inevitable like some things are inevitable but to push the change um to lessen the load to to lessen the numbers what can we do um amongst all of our groups to to change what we're seeing and so um commissioner miller um 
Councilwoman Berryfield, um, trustee. I get to call him trustee now. <laughs> <laughs> David. <I'm so> happy <laughs> and um, and my, I forget Keith and Keith, yeah. and then um, Travis Gibson from Belmont. So they're all kind of spearheading this, and I love it because they're in the positions that they need to be in to make this happen. Right. And a lot of people get in those positions and they don't do the work. They're just there just because they're there. So I really appreciate that even though I'm like, okay, well, I'm at work. Let me take a five minute break to do an interview. <laughs> I appreciate that that's a platform that, you know, we get to sit on. And another, we haven't talked to you yet, but we need, like, we need everybody's help. Well, and it's, it's something that's been, talked about throughout the community. I know for years, you know, a, a lot of people don't think um, the arts are as important as they are, but um, that's why Footprints became a nonprofit yeah. um, so that I could ask for sponsorship money and scholarship money to make dance accessible to all kids. Everybody can afford dance classes. Wow. Yep. Um, my dance classes are only $30 a month. Wow per child and um it would amaze you the struggle um as a nonprofit that I face to get, you know, a couple girls sponsored yep. um throughout the you know, throughout a semester. Um it's it's tough, but you know, if they were in dance class, they wouldn't be out at the street in the streets or doing things they're not supposed to. Dance just isn't for girls either. Um, I've tried to recruit boys for, for years. Um, we do the outreach program where we can come and talk about these things and make sure they get access to all these different places that offer counseling and all these things. There, there are many of us in the community that want to help these kids, but we are just spread so thin, especially yeah. financially, because we're, <laughs> we're having to come out of our own pockets just to make certain things happen. And it's sad because of all the funding and all the things you see, you see the articles of all the monies that comes to central Texas, Texas, especially, you know, Waco and Lord help us poor footprints. You know, if it wasn't for Magnolia um, two years ago, don't know where I'd, I'd be. I mean, they literally um, came through. I mean, I, might cry talking about it, but it was just, it had got that bad. And it's like, we just need just a little bit of help to yeah. push this. And we, we, you touch so many kids, whether it's us at the back to school bashes, dancing, or, you know, giving away scholarships or whatever it is we do. You know, we adopted highway, like all East Waco drive from like the bridge in front of Dollar General, all the way to the, overpass by HB, that's footprints. You know, we we go out, we clean up, we we're, we're there. My girls not only do they look super cute and dance, but they serve. We're yep. we're we're teaching them to be servants of the community and and helping people and um that's something we want to push, but those kind of things take money. They take money. We have to transport <laughs> kids, we have to feed these mm. kids. Um having an outreach program Feminine hygiene products are not cheap. That's why I have outreach program. You know, there are, and yes, there are many places in Waco that do all of these things, but all of us, I mean, Jer Jeremy's doing a great job. So those of us that are doing what we're supposed to do, we, we're doing what we're supposed to do and we're doing what we can do. 
But I yep. think this initiative is great, especially if it's going to expose the financial yes. aspect of that's things. Because <laughs> us black nonprofits, we need we help. Need money. Yeah. And that's the that's exactly what they're focusing on. So the biggest thing that they're pushing is that we need the money in order. For, like, if you want to complain about the crime rates, then you're going to have to just complain about it unless you're going to help. Yeah. Right. So um, the biggest point of this campaign is that we need the money. It's, it's funding. And we like when we did our first back to school drive everything that we had was between our pockets and what our family donated and people don't know that but nobody gave us a dime nobody like people that we we knew in our families and that we went to school with donated stuff it's not because somebody came in and said hey we want to help y'all here you go nobody gave us anything we we did everything the new black collective is us i would say self-made but it's us made it's from our own pockets everything that we've pretty much put on has been out of our pockets and a lot of people don't realize you know like we were out here doing oh y'all are doing great and we're like yeah help us help us because we could do more we could do better we we could do like there's more that we could do but right there's four of us that founded it and we're all under 30 so we don't have the stability we don't have the money like we don't have the money and so that I'm glad that they didn't tell us they were doing this because they they told me but they didn't tell me in detail exactly what they were doing right. because I don't think we needed to know but I'm glad that they said this is who is this is who we're highlighting these are the you know this is who we're highlighting in the arts because you know that's one of our themes I'm very passionate about that because I know that for me if I didn't have art classes that I were excelling in, like school would have been hard for me yeah. and i don't think people realize that school's hard when you don't have something that's extracurricular that you're enjoying when you don't yeah. have an outlet yeah. yeah you have to have an outlet so i'm glad you brought that a up. safe a yeah. safe outlet yeah. and singing and playing instruments and drawing and dancing those are out kids can yeah. do that for hours because everybody's not going to make the sports team no. and that's the reality is because i don't think people realize like sports that's cool but everybody's not going to get picked yeah. so what do you do for the kids who don't get picked and because that's get, not their strong suit let's pick, piggybacking off of that you got like certain schools where certain kids won't even play just because you know how many people want to be on the football team or the basketball team you're going to be bench warming and like you know every single and game nobody wants to be play. on the bench exactly yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you're not even getting really the chance to showcase the talent that you do have if you are talented. Because, like, I'm just thinking in general, I hate calling it way out, but that's where I graduated from. So there is literally, like, I had classmates that would never touch the field, that I could never, like, you know, really support. And I know that they'd be good players, but they have, you know, the star players that got so much money and support behind them that they're the ones that you always see and always hear about. So I I definitely agree that, you know, um, specifically for us, Black people, people of color, like we, we can be some of the most creative people on the planet. We just Gosh. don't get a lot of the support that we need. And then on the flip side of that, we be our own worst enemies because you have so many of us that'll like deter people from that. Yeah, yep. like you don't want to dance, you don't want to sing, yeah, you don't and this act. or you don't want to like, dance with her. Yeah, yeah. But th- oh, yeah. We we got a lot of a lot of that, which yeah. is completely unnecessary because they're kids all over Waco. Yeah. I don't care who they dance for. I if they want to dance, just just, dance just make them, give them the opportunity to dance. Who cares where so they dance So are there other at? companies beside you that are actually, because I never I, see anybody but you. I don't know. I, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm my own competition, and I'm, I hate to sound like that, but I just, <laughs> you know, I, I try to push my girls. I, I want to get them to where they get to go to competitions and different Absolutely. things like that, you know, outside of Waco. But I want them to experience things like that, but we need the money, the money. for it. Yeah. I, I charge 
like I said, very little for classes. Um, you know, we got to close during the summer because of the pageant, because of the other things that um, I try to do. We're, we're more than dance, even though we're Footprints Dance Company. We're 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 more than that. So um, I don't, you know, I know there's other dance companies. I right. bet you Google Dance and Waco, I'm sure many of them will come up. And they're probably way more, you know, established. But um, there is not a, um, there are not many dance companies in Waco that are accessible for all kids. Absolutely. Um, especially little black kids and little Hispanic kids. You know, you and you don't want to, and I mean, even some white kids. You know, there's... People are living below poverty line. I mean, COVID just, Lord have mercy, just took things to a whole different level. But my focus is always, you know, getting these kids in here who who want to dance, who we who we can help. And, you know, we do devotional and dance class. You know, I don't play with my kids. We're talking about all the things. <laughs> we're, we're teaching stuff. You know, we really, we, we really want to help these kids become something. And, and and be better and be better people, you know, at the end of the day. So we're we're more than dance. That's just that's the heart of it, the arts. So Yeah. And I think um what what uh Commissioner Miller and Commission not Commissioner Miller, but <laughs> Councilwoman Merrifield <laughs> kinda realized is that everybody has alignment. And they've been telling us if we missed anybody, let us know because we want everybody that is on the same page mm. to be a part of this and that's why i brought it up is because i know we have listeners people who may want to be involved and of course you i've just been trying to get everybody that i could think of because i know that they already had black sand and the black collective vision for youth um lit waco which is a keats uh nonprofit, and there's an, another one that i'm not familiar with but those are the ones that they directly knew about and so they told us you know who else do y'all know let everybody know because it's like literally like it takes a village it It, it takes all of us and it's very sad to keep seeing these kids getting killed it is um when i was doing my interview with waco trip um she asked me how i felt about it because i told her i went to university um and she was like well how do you feel about the recent you know losing of another trojan is sad because he's a kid like you know and i hate these past tense i don't like because it's hard for me to say he was a kid but he's Uh a kid and they they never get the opportunity to experience life. Like you, you're taking them at 16, 17, 18, 19. Right. They haven't gotten to do anything. And for nothing. And there's no, right. And that's my whole thing. There's no reasoning. And I tell her, I said, I always think about what could have been done differently. Like something different could have happened. The trajectory could have been changed, yeah. but how? And I don't only feel this. sorry for the the child that's lost their life to the bullet, but also, the child that's lost that their life it. that did it well, because you're never you know especially if you're the same age group that's gonna change you for the rest of your life yeah you're and not you're, finna, you're not gonna have a life because that's that's it like you you haven't even gotten started and it's over for you and I think that that's very sad and people always say well blah 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 and they should know better and like I said I don't always blame the parents because there's a lot of outside influences that influence the decisions that we make as humans not even just the children like they're that we make as humans and so i think that it's very sad that these children are not being reached and i'm really interested in knowing like why like Mm -hmm. what makes you who how do you have access to the gun like how do you that that's my biggest question is how did you get it How, how did you get it and who's like who's not who's not in your corner that you need to be in your corner and i think that's another big question i have is like 
do they have people that they feel like they can talk to or that can bring them back down to earth and ground them? I don't think a lot of kids have that. And like we said, they don't have that because we're spread thin and we don't have the funds. Not saying that we can save the whole world, yeah. but I feel like we can save a lot of a lot of kids from making bad decisions and the other children from suffering from those decisions that other children have made. So I'm really excited, nervous, yes. but I'm excited because I know that outside of what we thought we were put in place to do, there's so much more that we all can do yeah. to help these kids. And I just look forward to the work that we can all do together because we we see the same faces. And I think that's very telling um, people can say, well, don't do this with them or that, but we see this, we see the same faces all the time. Yep. So I've learned that that's that's who's gonna show up mm-hmm. for for our people, the people <laughs> and the other people. Mm-hmm. And I'm really learning, you know, okay, well I know if I need something, this is who I can go to because if it's hard for me and I don't understand it, maybe they will. And even if they don't, we figure it out together yeah. how we can make it happen for everybody. So. And that what you just said, all these kids in the community need to feel that exact way. If Miss So and so don't got it, Miss Jasmine don't got it. I know I can call Miss Ashley, mm-hmm. and if Miss Ashley ain't got it, she gonna know who got it. Yeah. Or she gonna, and those are the. That's who we need to be for these kids. We are the resource because yep. we have the experience. We know the things, but we just need to be able to reach these kids on a grander scale, make these kids feel safe, and we need the funding all across the board in every capacity to get these kids what they need. And that's from mental health help, yeah. dance classes, art classes. Whatever. whatever get it get it to him miss ashley i want to play baseball at eastern little league but my mama don't have fifty dollars i'll see you tomorrow exactly we, we got you that that's what we need to be yeah. exactly and i really i never thought about it until now but everything that we all do is something different we have we all have something different to offer jeremy has his mentoring program mm-hmm. there you are them are doing like the political aspect of things and like those kids need to be aware of those things yes. too. And then we have the community outreach, but our outreach is different than what you do as well. And I never, I never even thought about it until now, but it's like everything that they need, we, we have set up for them. And I really think it would be cool if we all could have like a plan of meeting so that our programming would align, yeah. even mm-hmm. though they're different, yeah. like our program, program would flow yeah. Yeah, yes. and to the other organizations so that we all know everybody's main goal and what the kids are going to get from each program. Yes. Because we're about to have a plan of meeting in, our programming is going to be a thing. We're going to make another scholarship um, foundation too, so that they, if they don't get your scholarship, they have somewhere else to go to get a scholarship. Right. So, yeah, I never thought about that. <laughs> I did. There's so it's much we cool. have to do. We're yeah. we're so humans are amazing, but we are such uh, amazing people. Um, I just, you know, I absolutely love us. And when we get together and create things. It's always great and phenomenal if we do it um, to the very best of our abilities and if we truly and genuinely work together and lift one another up. We can do such beautiful things for our kids and our community. So I'm excited about the entire initiative that you guys have started. I mean, it's, 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 it's what we need in Waco. It is, and it's long overdue. Yes. And one of the things that I feel like um, I'm really excited for is if we get it if we get it, if we do it right, you know, they don't, they don't really see, they don't really see singles. You know, if one person walk in with an issue, I want to fix this. How can we fix this? 
they'll they'll write that person off all day. But if you see a full list of organizations and churches and people who are all behind this, you have no reason. You have no way of not listening to what we have to say and what we need. And I, I when we get it right, I just I can't wait to see the ripple effect. You know, everywhere yeah. else because you know there's so many other places that could use you know support and help. And you know, Waco, if if anything, should be a blueprint. You know, that's that's exactly. how I always looked at is you know. But the things that we do, I'm like, we, we can try it. You know, we don't know. We'll, you know, we'll see what works. We'll see what doesn't. We'll see what they let us do, what, what doors we got to knock down ourselves. Like, we'll, we'll figure it all out. But if we get it right, then other places can now look at us and then do it too. And then we can help exactly. out there if we got the right. you know, and stuff like that. Yeah. And I think that this is, other than Change Waco, one of the first times that I see um, the pastors in the black community involved. When I saw their names, I was like, okay. Yeah. Like, this is. <laughs> Because it, it's, it's one thing to see our names, but yeah. I was like, okay, I see all these pastors. And that <laughs> makes a difference because people say, you know, the church is dead or whatever, but the church is dead because the church is not doing the work that it needs to yeah. do in order to reach the people. Yeah. And for them to come outside of the pulpit, I, I respect it so much. Just I have so much respect for Pastor Marlon from mm-hmm. St. Luke yeah. because yeah. he comes out yeah. of the pulpit Faithful. and doesn't. <laughs> Faithful. Yeah. Faithful. Yeah, I was, you took the words right out of my <laughs> mouth. It will never, get out there. It's never a question of if he's going to show up for something yeah. right? and be present. Like Even him working with Change Waco, he's always very involved. Um, there's not a lot of pastors that are willing to come outside of their sermon and do the work because I, I don't know if it's the apprehension of you know, I'm saying the wrong thing outside of the church. That's cool or whatever, but you're still human and you mm-hmm. still, you right. know, you still have rights and there's still people that um, want the rights that you either have or align with what you're, you know, what you believe in. So you need to speak as well. And also you may reach somebody that we can't reach that just we can't because reach. of yeah. your calling. You never know. And so all of those pastors that I saw in there, I really, really respect that because I was not expecting I wasn't expecting that at all because there's always limited support from the church and I'm not being ugly, but it's just the truth. Like there's, they really believe in separation of state, like wholeheartedly. So it's always like there's the church in the state. And if it's going to cross over into what they feel is the state, they're not going to do it. Although it is still, you know, ministry, they don't see it that way, but it is. And that's what I tell everybody in the black collective. It's ministry. It's ministry. <laughs> it's ministry. Yep. Like, um, you can say all day, y'all are just a nonprofit. No, we're not. It's ministry because we're touching people. When people are coming up, kissing my cheek, telling me, thank you for doing God's work at community events, I know that I'm doing the right thing. Right. And that is not just about us giving them a code or giving them school supplies. It's about reaching people because some people, that really makes them feel loved and makes them feel seen. So... It's the ministry. Yeah. If the pastor's listening, get out your pulpit. <laughs> yeah, but and, but we're we're also the church. Yeah. So what we do and what we say is also huge. And then not to pull away from our yeah. pastors coming out because I do love to see pastors being involved. But we we are also we are also the church. And I know you know a couple years ago, I guess it was a hashtag, just like hashtag church hurt. You know, it's some deep stuff out here yeah. about you know about the church and so we need to show church from outside as well as yeah. as inside and you know our ministry might be the only ministry somebody yeah, see. see and so you know new black collective may be the closest to the church that's not people get that some people yeah. get footprints is going to be close to church 
Jesus, anybody going to get? Because I'm going to talk about them. We're going to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. You're going to learn in my dance class. You're fixing the praise dance. I don't care what you, we're going to pray. We're doing it all. Yeah. You know, and I've had dancers. I can't pray at home. So can we hurry up before my rod gets here? That's happened in my dance class. Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh, okay. So we stopped dance class and we prayed before her rod got there because she wanted to make sure it, it did something. She wouldn't pray for months. But near the end of her time, she 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 prayed, you know, and she didn't get to come back the next semester. I think I know why. But that changed my whole outlook on dan- my outreach program. Everything started after that encounter. And that, that was a six or seven years old. Wow. Can we please pray before my ride gets here? Right. And that that yeah. that, 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 that was it. Yeah. That's all it took for me. So I've literally been fighting ever since. And I fight for little girls like, you know, nobody else. But that, for me, that's when I learned, okay, so you might be as close to yeah. Jesus in church. And that's, Some that was people our are gonna, understanding gonna very, very, very early on. Early on. Because I was like, well, I don't know. We don't know what we're doing. I don't know what we're doing. So we need to fast <laughs> and we need to pray. And I think um, that's one of the reasons why we've been so successful. Because before we even did our first one, I was like, okay, let's fast. Because I don't know what else to do. Yeah. Um. So we fast before every every major event. Mm-hmm. Um. And that's that's become our standard. And a lot of people are always asking, well, what are y'all? We don't know what we're doing. But somehow the answer always falls in my lab for some reason. It's always me. Um, so I've learned my role as well. And I try to govern myself because I know that if I'm affected, the rest of my team is going to be affected as well. Right. And Fantasia said, people think that you have to be in the church to be used. Because they always ask Fantasia, why, why, why aren't you making the gospel album? And she says, because I'm still ministering when I go do these concerts. I don't need to be in a church to reach people. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's something that stuck with me is like, I don't have to be in a church. I love church. It's really it's fun. Music be church is a building. It is. And that's it. that building, that building, the building that's is fun. All, the building is, it's fun. In the he building. not coming back for the building. He coming <laughs> come back, back for us. the people yeah. in the building. Yeah. And whether we in the building, when he come back or outside, it doesn't matter. It don't even matter. Yeah. So yeah. that church, that, that, Mm. Yeah, and one of the questions mm. um, I asked my last pastor, because I, I left the church, and I asked him, I said, what would you do if this building crumbled? Would you still want to do it? And if you wouldn't still do it, you don't need to be doing it. Mm-hmm. Because, like you said, the church is the building. Not Well, the church is us. But the, the building, if it, if the building fades away, what are you going to do? Are you still going to minister? And that's something like me having to say that to him. I carry that with me because it's like people are always like, do y'all have an office building? We don't need a building. We got an address. We got money to pay for the fees that we need to pay for. And we always have somewhere to host our events. We don't need a building for people to come congregate because that's what it is. We don't need nowhere for people to come congregate. But we, we have all we need because we know that this is a ministry for us. And I really hope people take that. Even if you don't believe in God, you don't believe in Jesus. Outreach and ministry is a part of life, regardless of what you believe in. And give the giving to the giving to people is what's necessary because we don't get through life without helping others. We don't get through life without being helped. It's inevitable, mm-hmm. and I don't think a lot of people realize that because we're humans and we're so selfish. Um, but ministry is that it's our it's everybody's life. But a lot of people 
never see the beauty of it because they don't ever wake up and by the time they do it's too late and they're gone yeah i agree i agree well y'all keep doing the phenomenal work y'all are doing in the community um you're dealing with politics i think that's outstanding and i think our kids need to learn even more about that because my 11 year old get in the car and ask me some questions i'm like girl let me go ask somebody i'm gonna have to get back to you (laughs) because she's she's um our kids pay attention they pay attention attention to presidential elections and they got questions and i'll be like "Mm -mm, maybe i I had history in the history a long time ago (laughs) (laughs) it's a lot of this stuff you know but our kids are paying attention our kids are watching what's going on they're listening to you know so having somebody that look like them oh my gosh and you got dressed like hey let me let me tell <laughs> me you tell about, about this, this yeah. you know they're go- but they're going to listen to you yeah. you look like them and that's important and it's not racist it's not none of that our kids need people that look like them they need yeah. representation they need re- yeah. they they want to see people that look like them doing great things so i mean just the the stuff that y'all are doing is just it, it it's it's wonderful and i love i love seeing it i love young people just out in this community doing stuff but y'all don't stop keep keep going appreciate that re- regardless to what it takes and call me and if i got it you got it if i don't we gonna find it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we gonna make sure you have it but y'all just y'all y'all keep doing what you're doing don't don't stop it gets hard cry it scream is. holler I do all the things. It's it's challenging. It is. And it challenges you. And I think that's the bigger part is you 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 find yourself in helping others. But that's good. It's not a bad thing. Yeah. And I know um, like we think it's a bad thing just because of how yeah. the way society is, but you go yeah. it's hard to find somebody that's truly self made. Ain't nobody just woke up, came out the womb and got to where they are with no help whatsoever. Yeah. Even the person who said yes to your job interview helped you. So it's like yeah, right. you, you yeah. really can't make it, you know, without Leaning on people, yeah. And I think that's one of the best things about us is that we, we have no issue calling each other and to try to lean on each no, other. No, because we all be lost together and it's okay. Yeah. It's like, okay, so you <laughs> be confused lost too? Together. Yeah, oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Let's figure it out then since you confused too. But y'all make sure that y'all take care of yourselves. Y'all take breaks. Yeah. Y'all close. Shut your social media down because you cannot pour from an empty cup. Mm-hmm. You cannot help nobody if you didn't have a nervous breakdown somewhere. Right. Okay. That's what I Been there. Know done that Mm -hmm. let's not mental health is important and ministry and helping others when you don't have the help or the support you need it is hard and it makes you want to quit it makes you want to do all these things don't quit it's okay because god's gonna always provide but y'all have to take care of yourself or you're not gonna be able to take care of anybody else yes don't forget that early on good (laughs) good i think that's all i have you want to plug in Tickets still on sale? Tickets are still on sale. Y'all help us sell sell out. Um, of course, our crowd can be limited still due to COVID. The Baylor still has COVID restrictions, um, but they are on sale on Eventbrite. You can go to our Facebook page, Mr. and Ms. Juneteenth Waco, um, footprints.com, and go to the Mr. and Ms. Juneteenth page, New Black Collective's website. You can also click the link there um, to purchase tickets and just come and watch these beautiful that y'all they are. We got such an outstanding group of kids. I'm just so excited and can't wait to for all of you guys to see them. But please support, come out, watch them. The parade. We got 
park cleanup. We got all kinds of stuff <laughs> to do on Saturday. So put on your Juneteenth shirt and your blue jean <laughs> shorts and your good walking shoes because we busy Saturday. <laughs> yes. We, we busy Saturday. Friday. Friday is the kickoff. Um, I think that's going to be a night of black excellence for both events. We're honoring the chief of police, mm-hmm. Commissioner, Mil- Commissioner Miller, Councilwoman Barrafield, um, Council Member Jasmine Neal, Alfreda Love. The names go on yeah. and on. All of the women of color that hold political offices within McLennan County, um, within the Waco area. Waco area. Um, we're honoring those ladies on um, June 18th at 6 p.m. We're going to get started. Um, it starts at 4 p.m. for VIP. But unfortunately, we've already sold out. So I'm kind of mm-hmm. happy. This is our first yeah. ticketed event. Nice. And I didn't know how this was going to go. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it is sold out. So I'm really, really, really excited. Um, Excited to meet the chief of police. I think she's kind of our black girl hero in Waco. She is. <laughs> and I'm excited to meet her. And then we're going to head over to the Juneteenth uh, pageant. Uh, we will see y'all on stage. Yes. Hold my feet are not hurting. <laughs> Tickets are still available. Like Ashley said, um, yes. if y'all want to go to our website, it is www.newblackcollective.org. And you can go to the events tab and there are tickets there. And like she said, Footprints has them on their website, Facebook. We're searchable. Google us. Google us. We can say that now. Because we're there. Google, Google us. us. <laughs> 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 we can say that now. <laughs> and Saturday is just going to be a fun-filled day. The parade starts at... 10 a.m. I believe. Um, then we have a park cleanup at Oscar Duke and Jay at 12 30. Then they have the family fun day in the park. Baylor's having an event, which I was amazed with. Baylor's having a Juneteenth event. I know that. Um, there's going to be something at um, the Baylor Club. Oh, I think it's going to be actually, I think it's at McLean in one of those um, suites. Okay. Um, but everything is on the Juneteenth calendar. Like she said, Donuts with Dad. We also have another, uh, oh, we have a COVID vaccine drive um, that is going to be uh, at Wilbur Austin Park. And that is sponsored by the NAACP. Yep. Um, I'm trying to remember everybody. There's some artisan going event going on. Uh, I forgot who's in charge of it, but it's happening at Pinewood. It was supposed to happen last month or. Yeah, it's supposed to happen last one in May, but they moved it to Juneteenth, so that's happening on Juneteenth too. Um, what is it called? It's an artisan event. Let me see. I know um, that there's also the uh, family reunion event. It's going to be a real with shelter. I saw that the other yeah. day. Okay. There is a comedy show here at Rogue Media Network <laughs> as well. So <laughs> y'all, the all, all of this is on the Juneteenth calendar. It's a lot to remember, but and you um, can recover on Sunday. Yes, <laughs> while spending time while spending time with your dad. Father. Yes. <laughs> But yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot to do. I'm really excited because I think that this is a pivotal moment for the Black community in Waco. We have so many things to choose from. Like everybody's not going to go to everything. Some people may try, and that's their prerogative. But you do have options. Yes, Juneteenth weekend. So which I'm support excited somebody. About. Yeah. Some yeah, somebody. Choose. Just choose somebody. Choose to somebody to support. Don't be at home go. Saturday. You yes. don't Saturday. have to be bored. Yeah. Don't yeah. choose. Don't make this the one Saturday you don't go out. Go <laughs> right. <laughs> there might actually be, be some parties yeah. as well if yeah. that's what you're into. <laughs> yes. So just social media it, it's there. Um I will be continuously posting uh the Juneteenth calendar. It is updated um with everybody's logos. Baylor's Baylor's on there. Like I just keep <laughs> like, okay, Baylor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Baylor ninety four point five. Um and we have to thank the uh, Syntex African-American Chamber of Commerce. They've Goodness. been 
amazing to all of us. Uh, Miss Rachel is an angel. Um, she on <laughs> she yep. makes sure that we are aware of everything and that we're always involved and that nobody is left out. And if they are, she's like, okay, well, who is this person? Who do I need to reach out to? So we want to just publicly give her her flowers because she makes sure everybody is included. And we're so grateful. Yes. Rachel Page is the bomb. <laughs> Um, I don't have nothing else. I did find that flyer, so just real fast, throw it out there. It's the Class A Artisan Market like event. Um, it'll be at the Pinewood Pub, um, twelve to four. I'm pretty no, eleven to three. When they moved it to Juneteenth, with it being so crowded and stuff like that, the, the times moved. Um, and yeah, we'll we'll be sharing the, the flyer and stuff on the yeah. boxing page. Oh, there's like a vendors market. It's too. a vendor market, yes. yeah. Yeah. Um, and then like Tanea, I know is performing, so it's like okay. you know, there's a yeah, so there's a, there's plenty. It's tough to do Saturday. It'll be a real fun Saturday. Um, come um, out. Yeah. The sun is finally out. Yeah. I hope we're done with the rain. So please come <laughs> out God, and enjoy God. yourselves. Please. Um, I think that's all that yeah. we have for Anything today. Else? Yeah. All right. As always, Stories of the Streets are sponsored by uh, Rogue Media, Change Waco, the new Black Collective, and Blackcent. And you can find us anywhere podcasts are available, like, you know, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Um, you can hit us up at our email, Stories of the Streets at gmail.com, but it's T-H-A instead of T-H-E. I always have to say that. Yeah. <laughs> and we are on social media at Stories of the Streets underscore on Instagram and Stories of the Streets on Facebook. This has been Rogue Media Network Podcast.